I'm so glad you're joining us for this episode of Street Soldiers on Hip Hop's Brooklyn Roots. As we celebrate the 50th anniversary of hip hop, we're taking a look at each of the boroughs, what's made them distinct, what's made them unique, why have they all produced such incredible artists and DJs. And in this episode, we're taking a look at Brooklyn. Why has Brooklyn produced so many great artists as well as DJs and played such a vital role in the growth and development of hip hop? That's what we're talking about in this episode of Street Soldiers. And I'm very excited to introduce our panel with us as Hot 97's one and only DJ Enough, the founder of the Heavy Hitters. He was Biggie's tour DJ. Of course, he's from Brooklyn and worked with many artists, broken many records, and just been in the scene since day one to still going at it today. <laughs> had two. You had two on Hot 97. Enough, thank you so much for being with us, my brother. No problem. No problem. I'd love to be here with you, Lisa, anytime. Thank you so much. Also with us is Chuck Creekworth. He's the co-founder and CEO of AllHipHop.com. Chuck, thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for having me. We appreciate it. Also with us is the one and only Lil C's. Yes, that Lil C's. Hip-hop superstar. You first heard of him with the Junior Mafia coming out of Brooklyn back in the day. He's working on a new music project now called Heart of the City. He's also got some other projects, video, film, acting, that type of thing that's uh, in the works too. And uh, focusing on health, like a lot of us are these days as well. Lil C's, thank you so much for being with us. Anytime for you, Lisa. Thank you for having me. Always. We've, we appreciate it. I want to start with you. What is about Brooklyn that has produced so many amazing artists like yourself as and DJs like DJ Enough? Um, when I think about Brooklyn, it's just the, the culture of it, you know. Brooklyn uh, is very prideful about you know, how we stand on our borough, how we represent it. It's one of the boroughs that we call the County of Kings. And, um, you know, Brooklyn just have a very prideful thing about us. We love to represent that no matter what state we in, what country we in. You go absolutely representing saying Brooklyn in the house. So he's going to be the only one in the crowd yelling about Brooklyn very loud. So we're just <laughs> a very prideful city. You know what I'm saying? And, um, and we, we, we uh, birthed some of the, the greatest artists, you know. And I was blessed and fortunate to come up with one of the great ones from the B.I.G., you know. Yeah. Working with uh, enough, you know, it's you know, we just a prideful uh, borough, and you know, we embrace the culture. I mean, it's the it's the mecca of music, New York City alone. You know, what I'm saying, and uh, Brooklyn just embraced it, and uh, you know, we we produce some of the some of the best artists out of New York City for sure. No, absolutely enough. What is it about Brooklyn? Because when people said, "Oh, Brooklyn's here," it can be like, "Wow, this is going to be really, really hot." <laughs> I think it's the attitude. I think it's number one the attitude we carry with ourselves, right? So when I look at when I when I look at it back in the old school reference, I would reference the old Italian mafia mob guys, and you know the majority of them were they were from Brooklyn too. You know, of course they were from all all over the city, but I think it's just the way we stood tall, and we're so proud to represent Brooklyn. Like, cause I noticed one thing also, right? I could go anywhere. You could ask Caesars while we were touring. We could go anywhere across the country. There's always somebody representing or shouting out Brooklyn. Right, always. Well, <laughs> always, we could be, we could be in Nebraska and Omaha, and there's always somebody from Brooklyn in the house, and that's the, that's the most, that's the most strangest thing in the world to me, because I know, growing up, a lot of cats from the Bronx, Queens, they wouldn't go to Brooklyn, but the Brooklyn cats would go to the Bronx and go to Queens and go to Harlem, like that's the difference between, you know, the persona of Brooklyn, and then you know, listen, this is just my thoughts and how I think about it. It's not set in stone for everybody, but this isn't the way we were, we were raised. 
And that's the way it is. Brooklyn, Brooklyn would go anywhere. Chuck, when you think about the artists that have come out of Brooklyn, give us a sense of the scope. I mean, it's crazy, really, when you think about it. Um, you know, I actually just did a quick search and just to recollect a little bit more about who's off from Brooklyn. And I mean, you got everything from Old Dirty to Jay to Big, Big Daddy Kane, Gangstar Price, huh? Gangstar, Gangstar Honorary, Most Deaf, Talib Kweli. I mean, the range is, is ridiculous. You know what I mean? That's crazy. Yeah, it, it's crazy. And then when you really think about what it takes to come through those ranks, you have to be really special. You know what I mean? Like it's a different type of, um, what do you call it? Trial by fire to come to the top of the top in Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I, I think the range is, is so crazy, but also, um, you know, just the, the ruggedness of Brooklyn is what attracted me to it uh, when I moved to New York. And if you could, it's kind of like, you know, New York, there's, there's a phrase, if you, you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. But there's levels to that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's how one, two, three, and four, exactly. No, exactly. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk more about hip-hop's Brooklyn roots. What is it about Brooklyn? Because Brooklyn t does not take no for an answer. If they want to go somewhere, they want to create something, they want to make it happen. They make it happen. Right. It creates, yes, that's one of the right. traits that uh, okay. I think Brooklyn is known for and have personally witnessed. Anyway, this is uh, Street Soldiers. We're talking about Brooklyn, Brooklyn's hip-hop roots. We'll be back right after this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Salute. This is General Steele from Smith & Wesson. And right now you're listening to Street Soldiers with your girl Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, and real people. Only on Hot 97. God. I'm so glad you're joining us for this episode of Street Soldiers on Hip Hop's Brooklyn Roots. We're talking about Brooklyn artists, Brooklyn DJs, the music, the swag, the style, the energy, all of that. What makes Brooklyn so unique? Joining us for this conversation is Brooklyn and Hot 97's own DJ Enough, the founder of the Heavy Hitters. He was also Biggie's tour DJ. He's from Brooklyn and he works with many artists throughout the years from all boroughs, from all parts of the country as well. And now uh, you can hear the newest ones on the new Ed 2, his show Monday through Friday on Hot 97. Enough, thank you so much for being with us. Anytime, Brooklyn's in the house. <laughs> <laughs> Brooklyn, home of the greatest rappers. I can't, I, I've been thinking about that line the whole time. All right. Also with us is Chuck Creekmore. He's the co-founder and CEO of allhiphop.com. Chuck, thank you so much for being with us. We appreciate it. And also with us is the one and only Lil C's, um, hip-hop superstar. You first heard him as a member of the Junior Mafia with the Notorious B.I.G. He's uh, also working on new music right now, that's a project that's called Heart of the City, and a couple of other projects in the creative, visual creative field that he still hasn't told me about yet, but I'm sure they're going to be great. Tell you about it, I got you. <laughs> see, thank you so much for being with us. I appreciate it. Now, now see, Take take us take us back to the 1990s, mid to late 1990s. You guys are on tour with the Junior Mafia. You're there on stage. You're going into cities. This is before the internet, before people knew everything about everybody. Before they, you know, walk walk through the door. What was that like for you? Uh for me, it was a uh, it was fun. It was an experience for me being a teenager. You know, a lot of the uh, members of my group, Junior Mafia, we was all 15, 16. Enough to tell you. We was all teenagers at that time. Really just, uh, and big, like, 
embraced us and took us off the streets. So just for us just to see the world at that age was just dope alone. You know, it was just like the, the funnest thing to do in the world. And then at the end of the day, to get up there and rock all these different cities and, and get that love like if we was in Brooklyn or we was in New York City somewhere, to get embraced uh -huh. by L.A., to get embraced by Atlanta, to get embraced by Chicago, Detroit. And, you know, they was embracing us like we was from them cities, you know, loving the music, reciting the words. Like, I mean, you know, Biggie opened up a different... Uh, floodgate for us, but it was an experience for us. It was, it, it gave us something to do, gave us something to be proud to be doing. You know, we was out the streets. We wasn't hustling. We wasn't caught up doing that we shouldn't have been doing. You know, we was out there, uh, you know, experiencing something totally different and our life was changing right in front of our face for something that was, you know, that was really dope and but mm -hmm. experience like a mug, you know? That's, that's fantastic enough. What about for you when you, you were with that, when you're out there, you're the tour DJ, what's it like for you coming from Brooklyn and and seen at that time, especially when we didn't know so much about, you know, other places and styles and stuff like that. What was it like for you? I mean, it meant everything. Look, my family upbringing, like my dad was an old school, all hard blue collar worker, right? So he a sanitation man, ended up being a firefighter, always had different kind of jobs. He always believed you work hard, you know, you do what you're supposed to do. So when I became a DJ, he was like, what? A DJ? What is this DJ thing? So he was law. And he, not that he didn't love me, but I don't think he, he co-signed me the way he was supposed to co-sign me as a dad. My mom did. But it's a lot of love to my pops because, you know, he, he did he did see the growth. He did see the, the accolades, as, as you say, you know, the TV shows, the being on tour with Big, the movies, you know. So later on in life, yeah, he's proud. But and rap period got a bad bad rap in the early days and people thought it was a fad and a novelty and nobody thought it would be there for this long so for me to be off tour with the notorious big and the whole entire junior mafia family it was amazing to me i got to see cities that i never got to really like honestly i think we went to every 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 state in this in north america and to, yeah. move to a lot of the cities in in the north in north america is amazing to me like I've been to a lot of nook and crannies, a lot of these airports. We've seen the ins and outs of them or, you know, our, our famous, you know, our tour buses. Yeah, you took the one. Then they got broken. <laughs> oh, they got broken down. Oh, the broken down one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's just, it's just the level. And then the scene, and then this is the amazing part, guys, like seeing the growth of B.I.G. and the sound also. Like we got to witness it city by city. Like, like Unbelievable and Juicy was out when I first got down with them. But then I saw the growth of Big Papa and how, to me, that was a national record. Like, it wasn't something that you just loved because it was from Brooklyn, like Big Papa in a different, in a major way. So that's what I mean by that, to see it, you know, to see every city embrace us, like like C says, like we were actually a part of their city or a part of their backyards. Like, they felt like B.I.G. and Junior Mafia was theirs. And we've seen that in the crowd participation, and the sold-out stadiums and the clubs, you know what I mean? So that was amazing to be a part of that. Chuck, what about the impact of, of the Junior Mafia and Big E? I mean, that was everything back back in the day. I mean, even today. I mean, I'd never met Big, but I did see him live once at Howard, Howard University. Yeah. And, and, and that, that was just everything, man, the presence that he had. But, you know, going back a little further, you know, just seeing his rise, you know, we were privileged enough to see him, you know, really, really rise into that King of New York position. And you don't really see that these days. You know, most people, they pop in like this weird digital underworld that, 
that like it's like instant success. At least it looks like that. But to be able to see him and hear him on on records, um, like Party and BS and 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 even really before that, if you really were tapped in, and then to keep going and going and going, it was just amazing. And uh, even C's and Lil Kim and all the other members of Junior Mafia to see them come into it and sort of be like satellites around the the sun, if you will. It was it was amazing, man. And it was really the prototype in a lot of ways to um, create generational superstars. You know what I mean? So I kind of hate seeing that that doesn't really exist in the same way. Like, you do have it a little bit, but it's definitely not the same. See, what was it? What were some of the things you learned being on the road like that? I mean, you're it's it's incredible that you're 15 or 16 and you're out on the road. You're on these big stages. People are like, here comes this teenager from Brooklyn. What what were some of the things you learned along the way? Um, first things first, you had to learn how to adapt to your environment because your environment is not the same as where you grew up from or where you come from. I had to adapt to how Chicago is if I'm gonna walk the streets and you know be outside and going shopping and doing this and that. You had to learn how to adapt. You have to learn their culture, how they talk and what they do, where not to go, where to go. You know, like outside of just going to clubs and performing. We would stay in some of these towns for a few days and, you know, where you gonna go eat at? You know, and, you know, these reps from these record labels that tell you, hey, don't go on this side. Don't go on this side of Detroit. Don't go on this side of Atlanta. But, you know, we didn't, you know, we didn't live in fear in that way because we walked with love. We spread love. We show love. So anywhere we went, we kind of got the same thing we was given. If we show love, we got love. So we you know we was always go to the, you know, the dope restaurants that's that's black owned, that's hip hop, you know, like, and we're going in yeah. and rep with them, like, Things like that, you know what I mean? Just like really just embracing what we was and actually just, you know, showing love as well and just embracing the love back. But uh, that's what I, that's the most part I learned. Cause you know, as kids, you know, we naive, we don't care. We'll go anywhere. And Biggie said like, yo, just don't be getting up going anywhere, bro. Understand, know where you're going. And yo, C's always, want, C's always wanted to go to the baddest neighborhood in any city. He don't care, yeah. he didn't care. Like he'd be like, yo, I wanted to see how it was. I want to go to Watts. I want to go to whatever. I'm be like, and I, and me in my mind, I'm like, I'm like, we want to go where? We got to that, bro. He would go. And I was come back. I will always come back with some dudes I met or some old girls I met. And they plug into some situations we may need while we out there, like just that type of thing. I learned how to interact and have relationships and and build friendships. You know, some of these states we've been going to, enough to tell you for years, and I got, not friends there, I got family there, people that I've been dealing with for over 20 years, 25 years, that's solid people. I came to that town, I reached out, or even though I didn't reach out, I know they're gonna be at that show. You know what I mean? Like, and whatever we needed, food, you know, any protection, just like rides, vehicles, just really embracing that. And uh, like a lot of those people I'm still in contact with in these different cities and different places. And, uh, that's uh, Friend, love the Brooklyn way. When we come back, we're going to talk about some of the other artists, a lot of them from Brooklyn from back in the day until today. This is Street. Let's do it. host, Lisa Adders. We'll be right back. We're doing it. Yeah, yeah. What up, what up, what up? This is Styles Peter Ghost, and this is Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, and real people. Only on Hot 97. Yeah, Ghost told you so. Welcome back to this episode of Street Soldiers. We're talking about Hip-Hop's Brooklyn Roots. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. This is part of our continuing coverage of hip-hop's 50th anniversary. <laughs> bless you, see? Bless you. Yeah, Have I, I'm, getting out of the cold. I'm getting out of the cold. Uh, you'll beat it. 
You you Brooklyn, come on, you're Brooklyn brat. You can do it. <laughs> All right, so uh, joining us for this conversation, DJ Enough, Hot 97's own founder of the yes. Heavy Hitters. He was big. He's tour DJ. He's from Brooklyn. He's been working with the biggest name artists from all over up until uh, today, tomorrow, and the day after that. And you can hear his latest uh, discovery <laughs> on the new ad too. Like that, right? The, on the new like ad too, um, on Hot 97 on weekdays. So enough. Thank you so much for being with us once again. We appreciate it. No problem. We here. Brooklyn's here, baby. Let's do it. Thank you. Also with us is Chuck Creek, where he's the co-founder and CEO of allhiphop.com. Chuck, thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Also joining us is Lil C's hip hop superstar. First heard of him in the Junior Mafia, working with Biggie. He's now working on a new project called The Heart of the City, which uh, probably hear, hear it, start listening to it, maybe dancing yeah. this summer. And also some other top secret TV and film projects, yeah. video yeah. project. C's, thank you so much for being with us. Anytime, Lisa, you're going to get all that first. And we up on just a DJ. Enough was a, he was the full chaperone too. He was. <laughs> enough didn't smoke, he didn't drink, so he was always like the one that wasn't doing nothing, always safe and cool. So whenever it was late nights, two, three in the morning, enough is the one that would go to IHOP and go to the Waffle House and go get the home. And the Waffle House. The Waffle House. The yeah. entourage, he would go. Yo, Lisa. Yes. Listen, that summer, I probably gained 65 pounds in one year, like crazy. Messing with, messing with them. Teenagers, they're 15 and 16 degree, whatever they wanted to eat, right? Yeah, they used to call me Eat Enough. Stop calling Eat Enough. Call DJ Eat Enough. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Chuck, uh, Chuck's the other artist. Let's talk about the other other big towering figure from uh, from Brooklyn, Jay Z. Yeah. Marcy Houses. Shout to everyone in the Marcy Houses. Shout out to Jay. But, 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 but I got to give. Before we get to Jay, I gotta shout out Big Daddy Kane, right? Because and, and Jazz and Jazzo too, right? Because again, sort of like Big, he didn't just pop up, you know what I'm saying, as the king of New York. Jay came through the ranks the honest way. So um I gotta shout out to shout out Big Daddy Kane. I gotta shout out Jazzo as well. But yeah, man, Jay, Jay is kind of like the prototype for for what what we would wanna be coming up, right? Because he was able to manifest greatness not only on the rap side, you know, he's definitely the GOAT, but also on the business side and show that, you know, really show hip-hop's full, full potential. He's a billionaire now. Who'd have thought a kid from Marcy Projects would evolve into a, you know, a billionaire, more than, more than one billion now. You know what I'm saying? Billionaire status, yeah. Exactly. And then not only that, make other billionaires, right? So billionaires came out of that. Yeah, it is. See a, you know, a family tree of some type because Jay has really created a lot of um a lot of MCs, obviously, but also a lot of business, man. So, you know, Jay is really special and I think that his life is worth analyzing really at this point. And I think that it's something that we need to study and analyze even on a like school level because a lot of kids are not going to college the way they used to. A lot of them want to seek alternative ways to create in a career. And I think he's been one of those people that can really provide that. No, absolutely. And, and all the moves, and, you know, the businesses, like you said, the rock aware, rock nation, all involved with the, with the Super Bowl show, with the, you know, with all of these expansions of, of hip hop on a much, much bigger level. Enough. The question, the, the, the topic you wanted to talk about, 
the other art, like artists. Well, first of all, what's your take on Jay? Like his contribution and his Brooklyn-ness. What, think, makes him, what makes him I, so I, Brooklyn? I think Jay's the the ultimate like Brooklyn guy. The way he stood up, he stands up, and the way he his attitude, his attitude, and everything. Like he's the, he's the guy. Like see, Jay's always been the guy. Like I'm cool, and I'm I'm the man. You know what I mean? And so uh, either you were in the circle. Well, you were not. And Jay was always in the circle and he had always the right people around him and he made the right decisions to to flourish. Because when I think about, you know, some of the origins of hip hop and some of the early groups, none of these guys got to manifest or will never get to manifest the amount of money and success like, like a Jay-Z. And that's the unfortunate part. You know, the pioneering guys sometimes don't get nothing but a, a shout out on maybe on a record or maybe or some documentation in a book. And if you're lucky, maybe a movie. Yeah. But, you know, for, for Jay to do it the way he did it was very impressive. You know, when I was coming up, the the artists that we were looking up to at the time were like uh, Divine Sounds, who created the Do or Die Bet Styles record, um, Cup Master DC, who created Brooklyn's in the House. And I, I was lucky and fortunate enough to see some of these artists at the Latin Quarter, at the Underground, at Roseland, you know, back in the days. Um, you know, the special heads who came out of Flatbush, uh, Hitman, Howie T, and those guys. Uh, even, like, underground, you know, Brooklyn Cats, who were legendary to a certain extent. There was a group called ESP out of... Uh, they were they were signed to a select record. It was Elliot, uh, Speed, and Paul. Paul taught me how to DJ, like, for real, for real, like, to a certain level. My cuts were really sharp because of Professor Paul. That was his name. But Professor Paul would always, like, have sessions with, like, Clark Kent, uh, the legendary DJ Clark Kent, um, um, Hitman Howie T also. And like, it's just his style of DJing or, and the way he did his thing was just amazing. And you know what's also important too about Brooklyn? What? Um, the hip hop and music culture was big for us because of the because of the kinds of people we had in our backyard. So whether they were Jamaicans or Haitians or Guyanese people, Puerto Rican, Dominican, whatever it is, when you have those backgrounds and you and you you tap into those cultures and you combine them with the hip hop vibes. Yeah. That's what gets you something special. That's yeah. what gets you something special. It does. No, but that was the only. We was the only brother that had that though. Like I always tell people about Brooklyn. We had that was the no, no Queens. Queens we got it too. But Brooklyn had. But Brooklyn had it. Like give you a perfect example, right? We have Bobby Collins, a jobber who played on Hot 97 and been representing you know reggae music for many years. I remember being under Red Alert in the early 90s, and whenever the reggae part came on for me to play dance hall, Red would look at me like, all right, you tackle that. And then and I'll be like, why he always say he want me to do that? Because I guess I was really good at it. Plus, I'm from Flatbush. You were the Brooklyn guy. Yeah. See, what, see, what, about, the, yeah. what about that whole Caribbean influence in terms of the mu the music sound? Oh, it's been very important. It was very big on our side. You know, we had a you know the, uh, Labor Day Parade. You know, I used to live on Eastern Parkway. I grew up on Living on Eastern Parkway, Troy Avenue, yeah, Albany, yeah. That's, that parade was every year September, and it was just like, it's just the West Indian culture. Like, like enough said, all Jamaican side, Jamaicans, Trinis, Guyanese, Haitians, you know what I'm saying, Bayesians, like, and you all got the chance to see them celebrate, but we also used to go to Flatbush to get the West Indian food. So we embraced that culture. We always had a lot of 90 parties and Jamaican parties and, and Flatbush, and some was even at Best Star, just all over New York. That was uh, uh -huh. that we embraced. That was kind of like our partner of Brooklyn outside of hip hop. 
it was like, okay, 100%. That's like our next thing here. And Big was Jamaican, you know what I mean? So that culture was around him, even being in our neighborhood, going to his house and, you know, the Jamaican food, the Jamaican recipes his mom used to create and make and the music she was listening mm -hmm. to. That was all. So we still had to embrace that too because that's what he was and we was around him every day. So that was just a part of our culture. That was no, it was there like an everyday, everyday influence. Chuck, what about that? You know, yeah, no, no doubt. I, I was just looking up something real quick and I was like, you know, even like KRS-One, for example, he was born in Brooklyn, you know, and that reminds me a lot about what we're talking about right now or somebody like Just Ice. I don't know if y'all remember, but Just Ice was definitely one of the realest cats to, you know, come out of Brooklyn. And so for people like myself that wasn't raised, was not born in Brooklyn, you or, or New York City, um, those guys really kind of like educated us on a lot of the Jamaican and um, Rastafarian culture and things like that, the food even. And getting that education through the music was really dope, you know what I mean? And, and the patch you know, bar, yeah, all that. Yeah, absolutely, man. Nobody, you know, when Karis was it, like the bridge is over, you're like, wait, what is what is this style he's doing right now? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. you know, to hear all those different styles and then, you know, it goes through the years. So I heard a lot of that with Foxy Brown and, I mean, it's so many, really, to be honest with you, but you know they really put it down for the for the diverse uh, culture that Brooklyn is. Yeah, for the diversity, definitely. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation on hip hop's Brooklyn roots. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, what up, y'all? This is Lloyd, the King of Hearts, and this is Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, and real people only on Hot Nine Seven. You dig? Welcome back to this episode of Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. We're talking about hip-hop's Brooklyn Roots. Joining us for this conversation, Chuck Creekmore. He's the co-founder and CEO of allhiphop.com. Chuck, great to have you with us, as always. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Also with us is Lil C's. Hip-hop superstar first heard him as part of Junior Mafia when he was a young teenager. And now he is working on new music, a new project called Heart of the City, which we're looking forward to hearing hopefully later this summer, and some film, TV, and video projects as well. Cease, thank you so much for being with us. Anytime, anytime for you, Lisa. We appreciate it. Also with us is Hot 97's own DJ Enough. He's the founder of the Heavy Hitters. He was Big East tour DJ. He's from Brooklyn, of course. And uh, every day at 2 o'clock on weekdays on Hot 97, he's playing new music. He's worked with many different artists from all different boroughs, all different states, and I think even a few different countries. As well. Enough. Great to have you with us. Thanks for having me, Lisa. He's in. We're catching DJ Enough during the New York pastime, which is looking for a parking place. <laughs> in New York. In New York. In New York. Mission, mission impossible. Um, Ch Chuck, when you look at the, the future for Brooklyn in terms of, because you have a national, well, you have an international perspective, but an, a national perspective, like which areas of the country you know, are really producing a lot of new artists or new sounds. Where do you put Brooklyn at this point? You know, I put Brooklyn right at the forefront. You know, I think right now, I think there was a dark zone, a little dead spot where we didn't know what was going on. And I think now we have artists that are shooting for the stars. Like I said before, I interviewed Steph G, for example, and got to really dig into her, her um, you know, goals and aspirations. And, and she said, I want to be a superstar. I want to be a star. And anytime you have that mind state and that drive and that passion and that mind, same thing with Lola Brooke. When you hear people say those things, I think that they are going to make it happen. And there's more 
are the artists similar, you know? But I think when you do think about the future of hip hop, it has to be stars. It has to be people that are exceptional and stand out and not just people that want to bar it up, which is great too. I love that, obviously. But when you are talking about making a presence that shakes the game up, you have to be thinking bigger than the borough. And that's what I see in a lot of the uh, current artists. I see. What about the the Brooklyn performance thing? Because a lot of, you know, I remember we had a talk one time and you were telling me about how specific Big was about how he wanted you performing different different techniques you, you could use to increase your and enhance your stage presence and that type of thing. Is there a certain swagonometry from Brooklyn that, you know, you can go like, oh, he must be from Brooklyn or she must be from Brooklyn? Uh, It's not, it's, it's not, I don't even think, is that that's important to the culture now no more. It's just about your energy. It's, it's the music alone now. I think the music attracts more than anything. And uh, Brooklyn's a lot more flyer now. Like, these, you know, the new generation, they dressing up now. They throwing on that what Biggie used to throw on, the Versace and, you know, they Dosi and Gabbana, they Moschino. They, you know, it was a certain era in Brooklyn, a time in Brooklyn where we was fatigues and Thames and big baggy Carcanard jeans and champion hoodies with the cone heads. Like, it was very just rough. That's it. That's a fact. Yeah, but Brooklyn now is a little different. They get a fly now. They got their three or four chains on in there. They're dancing. That's the culture I love of the music now. Like, you know, these, they, they're dancing. They're moving. We used to dance back in the day. You know, we didn't have phones and sitting in the corner and sitting on phones all day and text and talk. No, we sat there. We vibed. And we went in there. We danced to songs. And we vibed with people. We grabbed girls and threw them on the dance floor. I just think it's, uh, it's just adding that energy to it. Brooklyn has a certain kind of energy when a whole stepped on stage or a Biggie stepped on stage. And when Kim stepped on that stage as a female, she demand that attention. She demand that respect. And um, that's just one thing you just got to have when it comes down to performing. Just con control. Control control your destiny. Control that audience when you get that opportunity and, and, and just rock and put your all into it. You know, the record's going to speak for itself. Your energy going to speak for itself. You just got to, you know, just got to take control. No, absolutely. Enough uh, for the future of Brooklyn artists. What do you think? Where do you think you think Brooklyn's going to maintain its uh, prominent position in hip hop as we look ahead? Because you've got your ear on the think old. I think I think it always will. I think, but just like everything else, everything still has to keep growing and still keep evolving. That's it. As long as that happens, I'll. It's it's it's. I mean, there's. I'm. We keep. It's not going to stay in the box. That's not going to happen. Right. You know, so as long as it keeps growing and it keeps flourishing into something new and energetic, I think we'll be fine. As long as they keep sharing with each other too, sharing the culture, like you know, sharing the yeah, that's love. Interesting. How big and Jay was, they bonded with each other. You know what I'm saying? So like, as long as that new generation could share those creative ideas and share the music and share the change together, yeah, we are we're we're stay afloat. And that's one thing about Brooklyn artists. Like we don't let none of the BS get the best of us. If we know somebody's rocking from the city. We go embrace them instead of hate on them or, or push them aside. You know, like we all embrace each other because we love, we love to root for each other. We love to see somebody else come up from the bubble because you're representing that same thing we was representing or the same thing we're still representing. You know what I mean? So it's all about keeping it tight within each other too. You know what I mean? Representing the bubble together. Show love. Show love. It's the Brooklyn way. That's how Big said it. That's, that's how we go. All right, guys, I want to thank you so much for being with us for this episode of Street Soldiers. Uh, Chuck Thanks for having us. Lil C's, the one and only DJ Enough. Thank you guys so much for yes. being here. Appreciate you, Lisa. Appreciate you all the time. Thank you. Love. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And thank Love you for, for this episode of Speed Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. Remember, use your mind. It's your best weapon. 
I hope it's your only weapon. Let's push for peace, love, and justice for all.